Welcome to Arkansas AgCast, your source for the latest news and views in Arkansas agriculture. Arkansas AgCast is produced by the Arkansas Farm Bureau Federation. Welcome to the Arkansas AgCast from March 18th. I'm your host, Rob Anderson. On this week's edition, we talk to Sammy Angel of Lake Village, new president of the Southern Cotton Jenners Association. We also talk to La Teresa Watkins of Watkins Cattle Company in Boone County, and we get the latest update from the state legislature with Arkansas Farm Bureau's Jeff Pitchford. First, Sammy Angel of Lake Village was recently elected president of the Southern Cotton Jenners Association for 2021-2022. His great-grandfather developed the Epstein Gin at Lake Village in the late 1800s. It has survived the ups and downs of cotton production through the years, and it's still in operation. Angel wears many other hats as he serves as chair of the Arkansas Agriculture Department Board, is Lake Village Fire Chief, and is chairman of the Chico Memorial Medical Center Board of Directors. He spoke with Ken Moore about the mission of the Cotton Jenners Association and the outlook for cotton in Arkansas in 2021. Welcome to AgCast. I'm Ken Moore, and today I have the pleasure of speaking with Mr. Sam Angel. Uh, of Lake Village, Arkansas, or Sammy as he goes by, uh, I understand. Uh, Mr. Angel has recently been uh, elected president of the Southern Cotton Jenners Association for 2021 and 2022. Uh, Mr. Angel, thank you uh, for giving us a few minutes of your time, and welcome to Arkansas AgCat. Thank you, Ken. Glad to be here. All right. Uh, Mr. Angel, uh, let's just get started talking about uh, First of all, your reaction to uh, being elected president of the uh, Cotton Jenners Association for the southern part of our country, uh, your reaction to that, and, and just discuss the importance of this association for us. Well, certainly, Ken. Uh, it's uh, exciting and uh, challenging, and uh, I have some, some some great leaders ahead of me, and, and hopefully I'll follow in their footsteps. Uh as the president of the Southern Cotton Jenners Association this year. Uh, obviously, the association is uh, a group uh, that uh, was created uh, as a lobby effort uh, to be recognized uh, uh, in the cotton industry and uh, a lot of focus on safety uh, of the Jenners and their employees, uh, as well as producing a, a, a lint uh, that's of a great value to the producers. How many states are represented by the association? We have uh, Arkansas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Tennessee, and Missouri. Okay. Well, congratulations on uh, on that again. And, uh, and I know, uh, you know, cotton's kind of making a rebound. Talk about uh, the importance of cotton and in, in Arkansas really is in our East Arkansas prices are uh, have rebounded a little bit over the last couple of years and after we saw a lot of gins actually close up until like 2018 2019 we're starting to see a little bit of a rebound and a couple of new gins have even been built and opened up so kind of just give us a outlook for 2021 on the state of the industry right now Yes, Ken. As as you know, in the years past, the, the oil market uh, had certainly uh, increased the the grain prices, uh, and with the input uh, cost of cotton, uh, the farmers took the the less risky road uh, and followed that that grain market, uh, which certainly crushed our infrastructure in in, in cotton cotton production. 
Uh, you know, you buy uh, a $800,000 cotton picker, and you can only do one thing with it, and that's pick cotton. Uh, you know, whether whether you're picking, uh, you know, a thousand acres or two thousand acres, uh, it's only cotton. Uh, so the the you know the the option of of in the grain market, uh, you know, corn, rice, uh, corn, uh, soybeans, that just it goes on and on, and and a combine will do it all. So as as the market dipped in the fiber market, uh, you saw a reduction in acres. Uh, you saw a loss of infrastructure, both in gins and, and equipment, row crop equipment, uh, to produce. And uh, as slowly but surely, uh, that market has inched back up. And, and as it has, uh, thank goodness the, the farmers and the producers have chosen to to go with that market and and starting to build infrastructure back. Uh, obviously, we lost a lot of gins, as you said, but uh, just here, uh, a county above me, uh, we saw a brand new facility go in there, uh, just just to meet that need. Uh, you know, once you get that cotton out, uh, obviously you've got a short period of time, but you know you 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 want to get it. Uh, run through and processed. You don't want it sitting on the turn row or sitting on a lot somewhere. Uh, you don't want to lose any value. Uh, uh, with value goes dollars. Uh, so uh, even though uh, we, we hope to hold what we saw last year, uh, and I know we're down to the wire uh, as far as the farmers uh, making decisions uh, about what they plan uh, to produce this year, uh, the market increase has certainly helped us in, in the cotton industry. And we've been reporting on this uh, earlier this year with the higher grain prices and, and all of a sudden kind of uh, going right along with that are higher fuel costs. We're seeing fuel costs go up, fertilizer costs go up. So your inputs, uh, the cost of growing the crop is going to go up as well. So while it's good to have uh, a higher price, for cotton right now, uh, do you think that the higher input costs will kind of limit uh, the number of acres we see? Uh, I, I, you're going to have the input cost as far as uh, pesticides and herbicides, fertilizer. It's going to be there uh, across the board. Uh, I think really what impacts it is, is if we can get that cotton market uh, up, uh, I think the farmers will take the risk. Uh, as you know, uh, Cotton input is almost double most of the grain crops, mm -hmm. uh, but on the tail end, uh, you 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 cash in as well. So as 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 that market inches up, uh, I foresee a few farmers in our area that will convert uh, some acres that they had planned to plant in either corn or soybeans, probably corn. Uh, that we've had a wet spring so far. If they don't get it in the ground. Uh, by the time they feel like they need to, that may convert to cotton. All right. Now, I understand that uh, you've got a historic gin right down there in Lake Village, uh, the Epstein gin. And uh, talk about uh, how long it's been around. I guess it survived the uh, period where some of the other gins, as you said, the infrastructure was lost, but not down there in Lake Village. Well, uh, many, many years ago, and... and uh, in my younger days, uh, as I was growing up, there was many, many gins. Prior to me, there was probably that many more. 
but I think at one time we probably had 20 plus small gins scattered throughout the county. And uh, today, uh, this past season, uh, we were the only ones operating. There is a another gin that operated last year, uh, and I don't know what their future holds, but uh, they're still intact and and can. But uh, they didn't operate in the, in the 20 season. How old is the Epstein gin? How far back does it go? Prior to 1900. Uh, my great-grandfather started it in the late 1800s. Wow. <laughs> well, that's uh, that that makes it historic for sure, and uh, that's something I know you're very, very proud of, that to keep it going and to have enough cotton down there in, in southeast Arkansas and Chico County to uh, warrant its continued operation. Uh, so, but I know you're involved in many other uh, efforts as well. I read here where you're chairman of the board of the Arkansas Department of Agriculture, and you've also served on the Lake Village City Council. You were also a member of our uh, General Assembly up until the year 2000. So you you have a great history of service, Mr. Angel. Well, I, I, I certainly believe that uh, you have to give back to your community to make it successful. And I, and like I say, it's, my community's been good to me, and, and I do all I can for my community. Sure. Talk about uh, your service there as chair of the uh, Department of Agriculture Board. What are some of the issues that uh, uh, you're dealing with uh, this year? Well, at the Ag Department, you know, we're an advisory board uh, over livestock and poultry, the plant board, natural resources now, uh, after we came out of the, the restructure. And and basically, uh, each of those departments uh, report to us on a, on a quarterly basis. Uh, we meet, and uh, I guess the most important thing uh, about serving on that board, uh, along with the other members, is it gives us an opportunity to bring concerns or issues from not only uh, our fields, uh, but from our, our, our regions, our areas of the state. And, and the board is represented uh, by members all across Arkansas, dairy, uh, poultry, pork, beef, row crop, uh, all, all aspects of agriculture, forestry, all sit at the table and gives us an opportunity to express our concerns, uh, to give uh, a, you know some, some input uh, to the Ag Department uh, that allows them to address those issues. Very good. Uh, you know, last year, it, we're, it looks like, hopefully, right now, we might be on the uh, back side of COVID-19, of the pandemic that we've all been dealing with for the last year. Uh, it, as we speak, we're kind of recognizing the one-year anniversary of when we first entered into the pandemic here in Arkansas. And hopefully, uh, you know, because of more and more people becoming vaccinated. Uh, the number of people being diagnosed with it are going down weekly, it seems. Hopefully we can kind of slowly get back to normal. But that being said, uh, one thing I noted here, and you mentioned the safety of the people that work at the gins is a major component of the uh, Cotton Ginners Association. Uh, I read where even during the pandemic, I see here you said that you did not have one single positive COVID-19 case during the ginning season. That's phenomenal. Well, it, that is true. And, uh, and, you know, obviously most of our employees are full, 60% of our, our uh, employees are full-time, um, whether they're, you know, uh, on the farm in the summer or in the gin in, in the fall. Uh, 
and and we struggle with with securing labor that is experienced in ginning. As you said, you know we've lost that infrastructure. Uh, it's a seasonal uh, uh, harvest, and it's it's hard to get people that understand the machinery, that understand how the gin operates, uh, how the cotton flows, uh, the safety aspects of that. So we we did our best to uh, keep all of our employees. Uh, with PPE, uh, we uh, we stress heavily on social distancing when allowed, and we were certainly fortunate that uh, we didn't have to reach out to find uh, uh, employees to fill in because of COVID. Uh, we, we made it through uh, with a healthy crew throughout the year. That's fantastic because, as we know, in other in, in other commodities, and in particular. Uh, poultry processing plants, livestock processing plants, uh, we had outbreaks last year. Uh, and some of those plants had to actually be shut down for a period of time. So to say that uh, you had the uh, protective equipment there for your employees and, and you could go through a ginning season, uh, thankfully, with no one being diagnosed, and, and you could just keep right on flowing, that's a, a testament to, to the process you went through there to protect them. Well, a lot of that's uh, how, how my employees looked at it and how they reacted to the threat of COVID, and I think they did very well protecting themselves and others. Yes, sir. Did uh, Has the pandemic affected the cotton industry uh, significantly at all? I know we, we just, I just referenced the poultry industry, the livestock industry. I think animal agriculture was impacted more than row crop uh, agriculture was, but uh, what was your assessment of it? Well, I, I couldn't say specifically, but obviously uh, a great deal of our cotton is exported to, out of the country, and I think uh, the whole world has uh, been hit equally as hard. So I would say that, yes, there have been some aspects of uh, spinning uh, uh, and, and cotton as it's gone into its final products. Uh, uh, how it's impacted those mills, I think, certainly would probably may not be as great as some of the meat produ uh, production uh, facilities, but I think, yes, it is, it is certainly impacted to a certain degree. And as we continue here, uh, talk about again, and this is something that I wasn't really aware of or know that much about, but uh, the Cotton Jenners Association also addresses other issues confronting Jenners. Uh, one of those is the smaller seed size and some of the newer cotton varieties. Uh, Talk about that and how that will impact uh, production and uh, cotton farmers uh, this year. Well, as, 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 as the, the cotton has progressed through hybrid varieties and, and different varieties that are unique to certain soil types, certain weather conditions, uh, have, as they have bred uh, this cotton seed for those characteristics, uh, they just through the process the seed size has reduced, and to to I mean to know I guess you know no one paid a whole lot of attention to that as as you know we came up with different uh, varieties of cotton that enhance production and and yield, but uh, one of the characteristics obviously at the gin they want to see larger seed size. Okay. And so we have been working uh over the past uh couple years with the seed breeders uh and and all of them have assured us that you know yes the seed has size has uh become smaller 
but that characteristic is a characteristic that they feel like that they can breed back into uh, that those varieties without hurting or, or doing anything to the yields, the strengths, the grades that they're seeing uh, that they have bred for for more production. All right. All right. Very good. Uh, I don't want to conclude our conversation, uh, Mr. Angel, without noting for the benefit of our listeners also that uh, you were – we've already talked about some of the other uh, responsibilities you have with the Department of Agriculture, the Lake Village City Council, but uh, down there in Lake Village, you're also chief of the local fire department. My goodness. <laughs> well, that's uh, that, that's something that uh, I've been involved in uh, 28 or so years. Uh, I thought it was real fun when I was uh, graduating high school and, and starting college. And uh, uh-huh. uh, I guess that's kind of part of, of what's in me is to serve. And uh, I continue to do so. And uh, uh, I have a great uh, – we have a great fire department. Uh, we have a, a great group of guys. Uh that uh, are all volunteers, and uh, I guess that's probably my next step today uh, when I get off the phone with you is to start preparing for some possible storms that may enter here this afternoon. Wow. Your days just seem like they never end. Uh, (laughs) Busy, busy, and I certainly hope uh, that, you know, because up here in uh, in the Little Rock area, the storms did not get that bad. We had some rain, but nothing destructive. Never issued a... uh, Storm warning, thankfully, and I certainly hope that's true for for your part of the state as these uh, storms move across into southeast Arkansas. And you don't have any uh, uh, damage or any uh, issues affected uh, with associated with the storms. Well, thank you, Ken. And, and obviously, we've got a little corn planted, but we certainly aren't facing a, a threat of hail on cotton tonight. Thank goodness. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, and I will conclude by saying also. Mr. Angel is chairman of the board of the Chico Memorial Medical Center. Um, so you can see he's a very, very active man in his community, uh, from the fire department to the medical center to, to now serving as president of the Southern Cotton Generous Association over the next year. Uh, Mr. Uh, Angel, thank you very much for sharing a little bit of your time with us. We're proud of you for this uh, uh, position that you're going to be holding for the Cotton Generous over the next year, and uh, we look forward to uh, – hopefully seeing a very good uh, event-free growing season for all our growers down there in southeast Arkansas. Absolutely, Ken. I certainly appreciate the opportunity to visit with you today. Been talking with uh, Sammy Angel, president of the Southern Cotton Generous Association and a cotton farmer in Lake Village, Arkansas, on this edition of Arkansas AgCast. Now, La Teresa Watkins and her husband Michael raise Red Angus bulls and have a cow-calf operation called Watkins Cattle Company in Boone County. She took some time to tell us about her role in raising the cattle and says, if I can do it, any woman can do it. This is Greg Patterson with Arkansas Farm Bureau, and on this edition of Arkansas AgCast, our guest is La Teresa Watkins, and she is from Harrison up in Boone County and runs a cattle operation up there. And welcome to Arkansas Agcast. Thank you. Thank you. Tell us about your farm. Well, we uh, we run registered Angus, Angus cattle, and we raise bulls to sell uh, to people to help, hopefully help their uh, cow-calf operation. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's that's pretty much what we do right now. So, uh, so, 
so how many head do you have on your farm and you know right. on a normal we've basis? Got, we've got probably around three hundred head, probably right around that that we have that we run and and uh, you know it's it's you know I'm out here running this usually feeding and checking cows and you know we usually uh, have baby calves around late fall and and uh, I get to catch them calves and see them firsthand <laughs> and and you know ear tag them weigh them and and you know it's a pretty neat deal to get to do that kind of thing I think and it really teaches the kids. Our kids, we have three daughters, Michael and I, and my husband, and it really has t- taught them a lot, you know, right. being raised right. on a farm. So, so, so you are actively involved in the day-to-day work operation of the farm out there in the in the field, in the pastures, in the the whole yes. thing. The whole thing in the mud and dry, and you know, getting my hands dirty, and you know, it it's it's more than just jumping in a truck or in a tractor and taking off and just feeding and going and you're done with your day. It's, it's you know, you, you check for sick cows, sick calves, you know, anything in distress and, and you know, just that kind of thing. And, and it's seven days a week. I mean, there's been times, I got a funny story, my daughter and I at 1030 at night made her calls. Well, you know, there's some red cows out here in the highway, so you know, ten thirty night. Here we go. I'm like, Maddie, get your shoes on. We gotta go out and get these cows off the off the highway. So I mean, it's it's a twenty four hour deal. It's not just one of them things. You run in, you do it, you get done, and you go home. So, now, but it's fun. How, it's fun. How old are your kids? Well, we've got a, a daughter that just actually turned twenty seven. She's married and and she's got two kids and she's a teacher and then we have uh an eighteen year old Maddie mm-hmm. she's in college and then we have Laramie that is uh thirteen she's a seventh grader and so you know i we've raised all three of them on the farm and and it's been great we've got a lot of good good memories and some tough ones too we've had to you know learn some things but it's you know, it's it's an awesome way to raise a family, an awesome way. So, and, and you know, I hear that uh, all the time from from farmers and farm families that I talk to. So, so my question to you is, I guess you grew up dreaming as you were sitting in elementary and middle school <laughs> and high school that you were going to be running cattle. Absolutely, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I can promise you, listen, I was not raised on a farm, knew nothing about a farm, met Michael, got married, and that's whenever I was introduced to, to running cattle, and I'm telling you, it was, I'm blessed. I'm so, I, growing up, I, you know, looking back, I probably would have loved to have been raised on a farm. I would have loved it, and, but yeah, I mean, knew nothing until I met him, and he has taught me so much. I, I learn something new every day. I mean, you know, uh, it's just, I'm just blessed. Let's just put it that way. And, and I'll tell you, having a farm, yes, I'm out here, you know, working every day, and but it takes the whole family. I mean, there's a bond sure. there. When you, when you run a farm, I feel like there's a bond there with a family that, you know, you just don't have if you're not raised on a farm. Right, so, right. I, I it's just a, it's love a it. lifestyle thing. 
it's a lifestyle thing and you know and i had someone tell us one time you know if you can work cattle together and stay married you got it made (laughs) (laughs) so and we've done it for a long time so i think we're okay i think we're okay so tell us uh some of the things you enjoy most about raising cattle like you you wake up in the morning and and you go man i get to do this well man i mean that's that's a there's a lot you know i i I love being outside number one i'm an outside Mm -hmm. person i love it hate being inside hate paperwork (laughs) i love to be outside (laughs) i uh you know, honestly, man, I love those baby calves and seeing them grow uh-huh. and seeing, you know, how they turn out and how, you know, we sell, the, you know, the bulls and, and and just seeing how other people just love. You know, they get them home, they love them and are happy with them, and I'm just like, man, that's so rewarding, you know. We raised, we raised that bull, you know. And right. uh I don't know, it's just. That I love that, and I'll tell you, we have our our herd bulls here that I'm pretty attached to a couple of them, and ah, you know, I know you're not supposed to get too you know lovey and petty with the bulls, <laughs> but I have a tendency to you know I get pretty attached, and and I I pet them sometimes, and of course, you know, if Michael is so happens to be out helping me, he'll give me the stink eye, you know, but. I, you know, I just love that. I love being around, you know, I just, I like all of it. Really, there's just not right. one certain thing about it. I just, I love it. And I get to spend time one-on-one a lot of times with my girls, you know. Sure, sure. That's, that's, that's awesome, too. So, I mean, there's a lot. There's just so much. Oh, so yeah. Much. Yeah, I understand completely. Now, let's go in the opposite direction and talk about, some of the tough times that you have to deal um, with. And let's think about one month ago today. Oh, man, let me tell you. So tell I, us. That was, <clears throat> yes, that was, man, I was dreading, dreading it so bad, going outside and, and you know, <clears throat> and having to deal with just the snow and the cold and, Oh man, I, I was like, you know, today's the day I'd probably pay somebody to go in my spot. But uh, once we got out here and 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 got going, and boy, I tell you what, those cattle were happy to happy to see me on those cold days with the feed and hay and and. But yeah, it it's it's tough. When it's tough, it's tough. But you know what? You just have to just grit your teeth and go on it's got to be done and you just get out there and you do it and take care of business and you know take one day at a time that's just how it goes now what were some of the things um that that you really had to pay attention to when it was as cold as it was you know because animals Mm. have to have their feed and you said they were happy to see you Mm. that way but they also need their water too water oh man yes and it was icy let me tell you, yeah, we, we uh, you know, we've got ponds, of course, and so you just you have to get out there and break ice. I mean, mm-hmm. you've got mm-hmm. to do it. You know, pay attention, you know, try not to get yourself in a pond. And, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, you got to get out there and break ice. That's that's not easy, an easy task to do, I can tell you, but you got to do it. 
and uh, you know there was we had one of our waters we have because that the cattle didn't have access to a pond where they were at. Well, not sure exactly what happened, but it froze. So you know I'm I'm carrying buckets, you know, of water really to these cattle. So yeah, so I mean that was tough. That was tough. You know, falling down. I don't know how many times I fell down. You know, and just get up and go. You just got to do it. Just got to do it. <laughs> so, you, so you're enjoying spring, as it is. It I we're am. right at we're right, oh. right at the front door of spring, and Love the it. weather's warm enough. The cattle certainly will appreciate it. And then you've got all kinds of pasture management issues you got to deal with too. Right, right. Oh yes, yes. I mean, it's starting to green up, you know, and and starting to grow and. And yeah, I mean we're that's happening, and uh, it's just like you, it's one of them things you gotta have to deal with, and and go on. I mean it's just part of it. It's just part of it. But yeah. So so when do your animals? When do you normally have your animals calf? Because I did talk with with several you know cattle ranchers that were you know they were calving in the sub zero weather and stuff like that. But how about your animals? Well, luckily this year we did not not have any calves, you know, coming this time. You know, last year we would have, but not this year. We have kind of, we, we've we got it down to just, you know, usually start calving late August, early September, usually mm-hmm, done mm-hmm. by the end of October. We've got it down to that. I mean, it's taken us a few years <laughs> to get there. But there for a while we were calving, you know, in the fall and in the spring, and it's just, it's tough. I would, I honestly was so thankful. I told Michael that I'm so glad, you know, because we, we know other farmers, and they were losing calves left and right, and I just, I, it was awful. It was terrible, terrible, terrible. So I, I'm, I'm thankful we did not have to deal with that this year. So right. we're lucky on that end, that's for sure. Tell so, us about... Um the breed that you raise and why you chose it and and that kind of thing well red angus you know um it's uh i believe it's a it's it's a not common around here i don't believe in this area where i live there's more black there's more black i believe and um you know there was a we there's a gentleman that lives here that was uh selling out and uh you know we just seen the opportunity uh mm-hmm. to buy this group of cattle and and carry on the red angus registered operation and we you know it just so happened it just fell in our hands i mean it was just not right. something that we were just going through picking it just kind of happened you know and i think it was meant to be so uh because we just i think we're we're doing fantastic we're doing great at it i think we've we're raising some really good bulls matter of fact our bull sales coming up this saturday uh oh here really and harrison yes it's coming up this this the twentieth this saturday at one o'clock and uh uh if anybody needs a red you know registered red angus bull they might want to come check us out but uh but it just kind of happened it wasn't that we were going through and trying to decide, you know what I mean? It just it just yeah, fell in our hands. Yeah. It just it was meant to be. It, we, it was just meant to be. So, and we're very thankful, very thankful. And we love them. We look, they're calm. They're great. I don't know. These are just some really good, really good that we've got here. 
So, so, so tell tell the women who are listening to this, you know, who who may have an interest in in getting involved in some aspect of farming. Um, get, give them some advice from your perspective, because you came into it. Wow, just you know, no background, no experience. Right. All of a sudden you're ah, in it. Right. So, so give them some advice. You know, at the beginning, I was just like, "Man, what what have I agreed to? <laughs> <Done>. <laughs> what what have I done? What have I agreed to? I'm never. I, I don't understand most of this. You know why we do this? Why we do that? But you know, you can do it. I if I can do it, anybody can do it. And uh, it's it's you know just one day at a time, one day at a time. Each day, you know, you learn something new. Like I say, I'm still learning. You know, every day I learn something new. Uh, sure. You you know, and, and don't get too stressed about it. Uh, you know, it's just uh, enjoy it. You know, get out there and do it. You know, I've got three girls, and, I, you know, who knows? One of those girls, you know, they see me do what I do, you know, really and truly, you know, I've never heard them say, you know, well, Mom, I can't do that. Yes, you can, you know. They see me do it every day. They don't know that they can't do it. You know, maybe you've got girls, you know, teach them. You know, there's a lot of things to learn on the farm. And then as a woman, you can do it. You can do it. And go for it. If you're thinking about doing it, getting into it, I say go for it all the way. So we've been talking to Teresa Watkins. Uh, she's up in Boone County near Harrison and, and runs uh, an Angus uh, operation up there with her husband, and they have Red Angus. And, and you did mention that you've got a bull sale coming up. So I understand that you probably need to get off uh, this interview <laughs> and get to work on that. But, but, yeah. but, but before you do, tell folks um, if they're interested in uh, coming to your sale, how they can do that if you have a Facebook page or a Absolutely. website or something. Let Ab- our listeners know. Absolutely. Uh yeah, we you know, we'll sell this Saturday at one o'clock. We've got Facebook, uh it's Watkins Cattle Company. Uh you can look it up underneath that. Um uh don't have a website unfortunately, but you sure can look us up on Facebook. Um yeah. and uh I'm not sure about giving out phone numbers, if that would be a thing to oh, do. Oh, you're, you're you're welcome to do that if you want to. Okay, well I'll tell you. You can. My husband's cell phone number is eight seven zero six eight eight one two three one, and his name's Michael Watkins. And of course, he would love to to help anybody out and and uh, be an honor. Just you know, look us up if you need the Red Angus vegetable. We've got some good ones. You know, just give us a call. Teresa Watkins from up in Boone County, thank you so much for being on this edition of Arkansas AgCast. Thank you. I appreciate it. Finally, Keith gets this week's update on activity at the legislature from Arkansas Farm Bureau State Affairs Director Jeff Pitchford, who provides the latest news on Arkansas Farm Bureau's priority issues. Welcome to AgCast. I'm Keith Sutton with Arkansas Farm Bureau. And today, uh, my guest is Jeff Pitchford, Director of Public Affairs and Government Relations here at Farm Bureau. Jeff, uh, 
We've been doing weekly updates on happenings at the legislature for uh, several weeks now. <laughs> We're getting close to the end. We can kind of see the end out there in sight, but uh, still a lot of important stuff going on we want our listeners to know about. Absolutely, Keith. You know, when you see a light at the end of the tunnel, you just hope it's not a train. I don't <laughs> I don't think it's going to be a train. I think we are in the final stages of the General Assembly's session for 2021. Uh, there's still some, some work to be done, and the legislators are still, I know, working on some things. Uh, this week, probably today, and uh, uh, the start of the first part of the week, I know they're starting to uh, discuss a lot of the constitu- uh, potential constitutional amendments that are on the calendar in the state agencies' committees, and so that's really a sign that they're kind of toward the end of the session. They're also working on on the budget issues and having a lot of side conversations uh, about that. And so we know that uh, the end is near. If uh, using that again, that old football uh, analogy, we're in the fourth quarter and we're about halfway through the fourth quarter. So right. we're working dig- diligently here at Farm Bureau to kind of wrap this up and get some of our priorities through, and uh, and that's what we're doing. Uh, quickly to update everyone uh, with some of the bills of interest for uh, Farm Bureau and Agriculture in Arkansas, the meat inspection bill that we've been talking about a lot, uh, it is, had been amended. It was a House bill got amended down in the Senate. Well, it's finally worked its way back. It will be in House Agri Committee uh, on Wednesday of this week and to concur in Senate amendment. We think they'll, uh, that will happen. That puts it to the floor hopefully on Thursday, and uh, they'll concur as well on the floor of the of the, rep, of the House of Representatives. And if that's the case, then it should go on to the governor. So that's good right. news. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll be real. able to put – yeah, we'll be able to put that, uh, that, that framework for this uh, new program. We'll go to the governor. The other part of that dance is, is the funding, and that's where we need everyone to still be diligent to work with their legislators – we need funding, but not just funding. We need full funding. We're asking for $750,000. We have that appropriation authority, but now we need the actual dollars. To make this program work and work in a, in a way that's going to be effective and actually be successful, we need that $750,000. And so that's the message we need to be sending out to everyone across the state, and legislators and the governor as well. So that's what we're still going to be working on. Uh, the levy package that we've talked about before on, on this podcast, Keith, all four of those bills have gone to the governor and are now official acts. So we right. appreciate everyone's help there. Uh, that will help move uh, the levy districts forward, give them some more flexibility, but also more transparency in, on how they operate. The amendment uh, to the plant board that will change uh, some of the membership on the plant board um, that bill uh, is passed and has gone to the governor to, to be signed. And so uh, we were successful there. Uh, that one was uh, kind of a heavy load to, to lift and, and move around. A lot of negotiations, uh, Not uh, probably not everybody happy with it, but uh, uh, I think it was a good uh, good compromise and good something that, uh, that will uh, work and move uh, that issue forward. So that's going to the governor. And last but not least, probably we're starting to really focus on getting funding for broadband, especially for the rural parts of Arkansas. 
The good news is um, the state of Arkansas is going to get some of the stimulus money that uh, came out is coming out of Washington that was announced last week. Arkansas is going to get a pretty sizable chunk there, and um, we're hearing that already the conversation that uh, from the governor and some others that they want some of that money spent on on broadband and getting rural Arkansas connected. And that's been a big thing for our members, big thing for Farm Bureau, big thing for agriculture. And we, uh, we're we hopeful that that means uh, more money there. And that was one of our goals for this session. So we're excited about that opportunity and may be able to, to get funding that way. So things still happening. Uh, we're trying to – we've got some other little bills to – that we're still going through, but uh, this will be a full week. Next week, there'll be uh, only a half week as they'll go uh, uh, on spring break, and so um, we've got to we've got to start uh, uh, start wrapping this up. The gifts aren't wrapped, Keith, but we've got <laughs> the paper out and we've taped up the box, so we we got to get going. Well, to, to use a farm analogy, Jeff, it's been a hard road to hope. But uh, a lot of success down at the legislature this year from our Farm Bureau team. Uh, everybody out there I know appreciates what y'all do to make these things happen. And uh, we really appreciate you keeping us up to date. We'll try to touch base again uh, first thing next week before uh, everything wraps up entirely and get one more update at least and uh, let everybody know where we stand. Absolutely, Keith. Appreciate you. Thank you very much, Jeff. That does it for this week's Arkansas AgCast. Come back next Thursday for more news and views on Arkansas agriculture.